Welcome everyone to what I wish I knew about financial planning, but no one ever taught me. My name is Colin Clark. I'm the Senior Vice President of Retirement here at Washington Financial Group Hub International. And I'm really excited again to be joined by uh, Jay Sanford, our Director of Investment Strategy here at uh, Washington Financial Group Hub. Uh, Jay, welcome back. Thanks, Colin. It's been fun so far. I, I'm confused at the title of this podcast. It keeps changing. <laughs> I was told that you wrote it down this time. So let's see, let's see if it sticks. Yes, and I, I'm sure I'm going to hear from our producer, Mr. Jeff Pincus. He will give me a hassle about that. But uh, hopefully by the third, the third installment, we'll have it straight. So, But yes, I, I do hear a lot from people. I wish these are things that uh, I was taught about in school. And until recently, and, and I have four teenagers, uh, it's part of their curriculum now to take a semester in financial planning, retirement, investing, and in finance. So I'm very pleased that the next generation coming up has a foundation. But Jay, we deal with lots of folks, especially in this pre-retirement phase that I think we took typing and check writing in high school. And that's not really helping me when it comes to asset allocation and stocks and bonds. Is that fair? Yeah, it, it's a it's a great point. You and I are about the same age, uh, even though you have well, we probably have about the same amount of hair, actually, as well. Uh, <laughs> this is a podcast, is, <laughs> which is receding. So, um, yeah, totally. Uh, I had typing when I was in tenth grade, and did not have you know an investment class. Did have you know an economics class, but it, you know it really didn't go into the nuts and bolts of investing and uh, that sort of thing. So, I think you know financial literacy is a huge buzzword right now, and, and it is starting to be taught uh, younger and younger. But I think it's also good to to have these types of podcasts out there so people can reference them when they have some questions. No, that's perfect. And, uh, you know, in the first part of the series, we talked about the growth phase uh, of your investing and, and financial life. Now we want to talk about the pre-retirement phase. And I know you defined what asset allocation is. Maybe if you can just define asset allocation again, and then just segue into, you know, what does it look like for someone who's getting ready for retirement? You know, I have these conversations all the time with folks that are, you know, in their mid to late 40s, 50s, and they're starting to think about, you know, what it's going to be like to not have a paycheck anymore. Yep. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. So, you know, in the first installment, we talked about uh, the growth phase, asset allocation, touching on asset allocation. It's just the diversification of assets within a portfolio, usually based on risk. Uh, so, you know, you have not all your eggs in one basket. You know, if you're in all equities, you still should have different types of equities. If you're in all all bonds, you should have different types of bonds. And then a, you meld them all together and that's your your asset allocation. The nomenclature that we're using here, the growth, the pre-retirement, and uh, we'll touch on retirement in, in a future podcast. But you know that nomenclature really is, is just a based on time. So we talked about the growth phase and growth really meant seven to 10 years plus uh, in terms of when you're trying to reach your goal. And when we talk pre-retirement, your goal is closer. And so that basically means in our world here at WFG Hub International, pre-retirement is basically three to five years out from retirement and or your goal. Uh, your goal could be going to college. Your goal could be buying a boat, buying a, another house, buying a new house. So really what we're talking about here is the timing of your goal and when you'd like to achieve it. Pre-retirement like I said, then it is we look at it as three to five years away from your goal. Okay. How do I know what my risk 
is, or some people call it risk tolerance. Like what tools or, or things are out there for me to learn about how I really feel about investing? Uh, yeah, measuring risk is is a tough thing. Just, you know, there are technical ways to measure risk, a standard deviation, which is the chances of it going up a certain amount can be and what the chances of your investment going down a certain amount can be. That's your standard deviation. You know, it should fall within a range of that. There are Greek letters that are sometimes, you know, alpha, betas, R squared. Uh, those are all things that you can use towards measuring risk, whether it's a singular investment or mutual fund that you're in or an overall portfolio. That's how you could measure risk. Now, the question is, what risk should I be in if I am getting closer and closer to the goal? And and, and, we can talk in generalities towards retirement. And so at that point, we talked about the growth phase before and that we know that in, in any given time, if you're in all equities, you could be up 20 or down 20. When you get closer to the goal, you lose time. And what time does for you is it, it averages out the ups and downs and gives you a final number down the road. When you only have three or five years to your goal, you've lost that time. You've lost the ability to average out the bad years with the good years uh, because they can be random. In 2008, we were down 36%. In 2009, we were up 47 You don't know when those years are going to come. And when you are close to retirement, you have a goal to get to in order to have that nest egg or have that ability to go to college. And you don't want that nest egg to necessarily disappear based on a singular year or a bad two-year stretch. And so that's when you must uh, reduce your risk so that you don't have those high or large swings up and down as you get closer to your goal. Asset allocation-wise, what does that mean? Well, that means going into less risky assets, certain bonds. Uh, if we're talking about 401ks, you know, starting to get into the stable values, continuing to diversify into uh, real estates and, and broadening your asset allocation to reduce the overall volatility of your portfolio so that you know you're going to hit your goal in three to five years. That's really important, but I really want to get real now. So I, I have conversations with people that kind of fall into two major categories. There may be someone listening to this podcast right now that they don't think they have enough saved to enter that retirement phase. And then there's people who probably have saved enough for the retirement phase, but they still may not know that. So can you address both those categories and how you would maybe adjust their asset allocation? Yep. So the first thing, you know, and obviously uh, I'm biased Collins biased, we're biased here, is that I think it makes sense to, to have someone to talk to about this. Going at it on your own, unless you are, unless it's your passion and you kind of know exactly what you're doing and know what you want, we certainly have, see those types of people and more power to you. But most people fall in the category of, you know, it would be nice to be able to talk this through with someone. So that would be my first uh, recommendation is find someone you trust, talk it through. Second one is know what the goal that you're wanting to get to and then figure out if your nest egg, in this instance, your 401k or whatever, it is at that level. And if it's not at that level, uh, it unfortunately, getting real here with you, Colin, it's very counterintuitive. If you want to have a nest egg of X and you're not there, then you're going to have to take more risk in order to get there or save more, 
right? There's two sides of that equation. It's save more or risk more in order to get higher returns. And so in, yep. the, in your example, the first category is, is you know, I, I have this nest egg. I want to live off of $60,000 a year. Is this enough? And if the answer is no, well, you're going to have to risk up you're going to either have to save more or work longer. In the second case that you gave, uh, is this enough? Yes, it is, okay? And so at that point, you want to match the risk and the asset allocation to making sure that you can maintain that goal. And in this instance, that random number of $60,000 a year. So sometimes you think you might be a bit more conservative? If you, if you feel like you've reached your goal, you're on track for your goals, maybe you start to de-risk your portfolio a little bit? Yeah, you can de-risk it. You know, you, you do have to realize that, you know, we, we used to say that people are living longer, but we know the mortality rate's actually uh, going down a little bit in the United States recently. A little bit, yeah. But anyway, you, you do have to realize that de-risking doesn't mean getting rid of all risk. And you're going to have to maintain your portfolio uh, for another 10, 20, 30 years down the road. And as you said before, inflation can erode in that if you get too conservative. And so, yes, you can de-risk some, but it certainly do not de-risk at all because it does need to last. Well, Jay, this has been great. I really appreciate you uh, kind of going over uh, risk tolerance and what people who are in pre-retirement should be thinking about. Uh, stay tuned, everyone. We have a third segment coming about how to deal with asset allocation in retirement. Uh, so for the time being, we'll look forward to seeing you next time on the What I Wish I Knew About Financial Claim But No One Taught Me podcast. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Colin. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, we'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Investing in stocks includes numerous specific risks, including the fluctuation of dividends, loss of principal, and potential liquidity of the investment in a falling market. Bonds are subject to market and interest rate risk if sold prior to maturity. Bond values will decline as interest rates rise and bonds are subject to availability and change in price. Alternative investments may not be suitable for all investors and involve special risks such as leveraging the investment, potential adverse market forces, regulatory changes, and potential liquidity. The strategies employed in the management of alternative investments may accelerate the velocity of potential losses. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, Washington Financial Group, a division of Hub International Mid-Atlantic and Hub International are not affiliated with LPL Financial.
And now let's hear a little bit of the audio that didn't make the final cut. Uh, you know, I'm, it's it's um, so hopefully we've got it. We I you were uh, um, uh, um, um, got uh, um, 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 you know um, you know that seven plus uh, you know five years five uh, um, uh, you know um, you know kind of the uh, what the up the um, uh, um, um, you know, um, uh, you know, um, uh, um, okay. So, so that's, um, uh, you know, um, you know, um, 